Welcome back to another edition of IBFP Raw with the landlord himself, Boxing Nuke. And, you know, I, I got a lot to talk about. And, you know, we're starting back this podcast with, you know, with Anchor, with Spotify, with Apple, with Google, with everybody so we can be on every platform. And if you don't know about the IBFP or if this is your first time tuning in, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel, IBFP Boxing. And once you go on to YouTube and subscribe, I put daily uploads on YouTube, the IBFP. And this will be maybe twice a week here on Anchor, maybe three times a week. I'm going to try to get more content out to make sure that we're covering every single topic that you care about so we can be the number one boxing podcast, period. No one else is doing it like we are doing it. So, look, let's let's dig into the first topic, and that's Tiafimo Lopez. And, you know, I had a lot of people come to me and ask me about Tiafimo Lopez post-fight. Tiafimo, uh, you know, he came back with a successful stoppage win. And, and look, I'll tell you this. The interesting thing about Tiafimo in his most recent fight that we've seen against Kampa is that, you know, he did get the knockout. He did show that he has power at 140. Um, you know, he won virtually every round. So I, I didn't see anything bad from that end, but I did see the same flaws that I saw from Tiafimo time and time again leading up to this fight. The same flaws I saw against Cambosis and Lomachenko and, you know, Nakatani. And those flaws was Tiafimo is easy to hit. That's really the flaws that I see from Tiafimo. And if he's in with another big puncher, let's say a Ryan Garcia, he could get hurt very badly. Against Gervonta Tang Davis, he could get hurt. But that's not to say that Ryan Garcia don't have his own flaws because he does. He can get hit. That's not to say that Tang Davis doesn't have his own flaws because he does. He can get hit. So none of these guys are unstoppable or unbeatable or can't get hit. I mean, the only guy that has, I'll say, top-level defense is Devin Haney. Top-level defense has to be Devin Haney. Devin Haney's the only one with the skills to box masterfully, great footwork, great defense. But the only problem is, as you know, everyone gets hit at some point in the fight. And with that being said is, can Devin Haney take a shot from Teofimo Lopez? I don't know. Can he take a shot from Ryan Garcia? I don't know. Can he take a shot from Tank Davis? I do not know. Because we've seen Jorge Linares had Devin Haney doing the stanky leg. We, we've seen that. We've seen that. So my thing is, when you look at this new young generation, Tank Davis, Teofimo Lopez, Ryan Garcia, none of these guys are elite boxers to the point where the other one could knock them out. None of these guys are on another level. All of these guys are on the relative same level, whether we want to believe it or not. You know, people say, well, Teofimo beat Lomachenko. He did, but then he lost to Cambosis. So let's not elevate a guy. And then when he beat Lomachenko, he didn't dominate Lomachenko for 12 straight rounds. I had some idiot tell me, I was on live to, in, in YouTube uh, the other day. I had some idiot tell me, Oh, no, Tiafimo dominated Loma. I'm like, what fight did you watch? He barely won that fight. He barely won the fight. Loma made a strong push in the second half of the fight to close out the show. I even seen points in the second half of the fight where Lopez looked a little hurt, where he could have possibly gotten stopped had Lomachenko kept applying the same pressure. So let's not act like 
Tiafimo went in there and outclassed Lomachenko. He got a close decision victory over Vasil Lomachenko. He did not go in there and dominate Vasil Lomachenko for 12 rounds like Devin Haney did George Cambosis Jr. Let's not rewrite history. Let's not change history. I know a lot of guys like Tiafimo. I like Tiafimo. I like Ryan. I like Tank. I like all the young guys. I like boxing when it's at its best, but we're not going to hype up any of these guys. We're just going to tell the truth. Tank, Haney, uh, you know, Loma, all of these guys should be in the mix fighting each other. But when you look at the young guys, the young, powerful, strong guys, like, you know, Tiafimo, like Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, all of those strong fighters, when you look at them, all of these guys can hurt somebody or knock them out with one big shot. All of these guys have that ability, and that's great for boxing. The only problem is we're not seeing these guys mix it up. We're not seeing these guys fight each other. To date, not one of these guys have fought each other. It took Vasil Lomachenko, an older fighter, to fight the younger guy in Tiafimo. We need to see the young guys mix it up amongst each other. I need to know who the best is. How are we ever going to know that if these guys never mix it up? And none of these guys are unbeatable. None of these guys are unstoppable. We've seen Tiafimo Lopez get beat by George Cambosis. Who's to say Ryan can't do it? Who's to say Tank can't do it? Let's not overhype any of these guys. All of these guys are on the relative same level right now. We've seen it. We've seen it. I'm not overly impressed by any of these guys. I think all of these guys are on really pretty much the same level. I don't think any of these guys are, oh, this guy's so far ahead of the curb that he's elite and can't nobody catch up. No, I don't believe that. I, I just simply do not believe that. Now, while I think that Ryan Garcia probably, in my opinion, has the biggest upside because Ryan Garcia is so young, he's tall, he's he's rangy, he has tremendous power. If he develops the right way, Ryan Garcia, in my opinion, has the highest upside out of all of these guys. Tank Davis is much older in his career. He's, what, 27, about to be 28. So he's much older than Ryan and Tiafimo so, and Haney. So when you look at it, Tank Davis is, is entering closer and closer to his 30s, while Ryan Garcia, Tiafimo, these guys are still developing. You know, Tank, I haven't really seen much development from him at all over the last few years. I've seen the guy pretty much stagnant, knocking out guys he's supposed to knock out. I have not seen Tank Davis do anything impressive. So at the end of the day, I think when you look at it, you know, Ryan Garcia might have the highest upside out of all three, whether we like it or not. When you look at a guy like Devin Haney, that guy already has his boxing ability on point, his, uh, you know, footwork on point, his defense on point. But the one thing that he does not have on point is something that he cannot change, and that is his chin, and that is his power. If you look at it, his power is not elite. He's nowhere near elite. But that's okay. You don't have to have elite power to be a great boxer. But what he does need is enough power to keep a guy off of him, to keep a guy honest, to keep a guy away from him. And I don't see that kind of power. I just see his footwork is great. His speed is great. His defense is great. And so I think that's what it is with Devin Haney. But if somebody taps that chin, Devin Haney could go to sleep. And he could be Devin, I'm dreaming Haney, instead of Devin, the dream Haney. That's all I'm saying. I think he's a tremendous athlete. I think all of these guys are good, but none of these guys are without their flaws, and any one of these guys can beat the other. And the only way that I can see who the truly best is is these guys to fight each other. Forget Lomachenko at this point. These guys need to be fighting each other. I need to see all of these guys mix it up so I can know who the best young, talented fighter is right now. That's what I need to see. I give Tiafimo credit. 
Uh, he's been a world champion. Tank's been a world champion. Haney's been a world champion. Ryan Garcia has yet to taste a world title strap. But that doesn't mean he's any less talented. I mean, the guy is full of raw talent and potential. He has top power. He's very tall. He's five foot ten. The guy has height and reach for days. So you can see that Ryan Garcia is a problem, too. A lot of guys want to write Ryan Garcia off, and I call him Ryan Lion Crying Garcia because, you know, the guy talks too much sometimes. He runs his mouth off too much. I mean, this is the same guy who came out and said, in 2022, I'm going to have nothing but big fights. In the lie detector determined, that was a lie. So when you look at it, you know, I like Ryan. I like all of these young guys, but we don't need all the cap. We don't need all the lies. We we don't need all the stunting. Just be real. Just be honest. Just be direct and to the point. If if Oscar's controlling everything, just say, hey, I don't have no say. Oscar's picking my opponents. Don't don't go out on social media saying, I want to fight this guy. I want to fight that guy. I want to fight this guy. And none of these fights happen, and it looks like you're just lying. That's what it looks like. So you really need to 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 understand what's going on on your side, on the business side. I mean, Oscar De La Hoya recently said in, in negotiations with Dervonta Tank Davis that, oh, you know, they're walking away from that. These guys don't want to answer the phone. Uh, but, you know, just days before, the guy was talking about they're having great negotiations. It's just started great. But then a couple of days later, it's all off. Something don't seem right. And we already know Showtime has already come out and explicitly stated they're not interested in putting Dravonta Tank Davis on the zone in any way, shape, or form. They don't want to do a collab with the zone. They're not interested in that. Oscar De La Hoya has already said from his Golden Boy promotions that any deal with Ryan and Tank has to be a joint promotion between Showtime and the zone. So at the end of the day, it looks like these guys aren't being able to get past their network issues. So why are you calling for a fight you know not, that's not going to happen? You know all of this is capped. You know when Showtime literally we're at the fourth quarter had a deal with uh you know Jamal Charlo and Jaime Munguia that was held up because Oscar De La Hoya pulled out at the last minute saying well if the zone's not involved I can't do it but you knew damn well the deal was not contingent on that and at the end he put it in and they pulled out and walked away from the fight they had signed contracts that's what I'm saying these these are games De La Hoya knows what he's doing he's not no damn fool so we, we we understand what's going on so at the end of the day you know I don't want to see all this cap I get it the PVC doesn't want to work with a lot of companies um and, and you know you see De La Hoya is 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 also difficult at times so I, I understand what's going on but sometimes to make a massive fight if you're not able to do a joint promotion somebody's going to have to take a risk somebody's going to have to go out on the limb somebody's going to have to do what they're uncomfortable with doing to make progress i give you an example i give you an example so you see canelo alvarez he had to sue golden boy to get out of his deal that's what he had to do once he got out of his deal he put on he did what he needed to do and he, and, and when he did that, it got him the fights that he was struggling to get with Golden Boy. I mean, think about it like this. He was struggling to get a Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith fight. Every negotiation, it was some kind of drama surrounding it. And De La Hoya was, was I mean, it, it was just for whatever reason, he could not get it done. He couldn't get any fights done with the PBC. He couldn't get any done with Eddie Hearn. He could not get the fights done for whatever reason. Now, as the moment Canelo left, he was able to get all of these fights done. He's gotten, you know, Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, Yildrum. He's gotten Bavall. 
He's gotten, uh, you know, Caleb Plant. None of these fights were issues to be made when Canelo was handling his own career. But when he was stuck to Golden Boy and De La Hoya, there was no compromise. There was no flexibility. And there was no way for these guys to get what they needed done. And at the end of the day, sometimes in, in boxing and in this sport, you're going to have to sacrifice something. And you can't be so one-sided. If you if you want Ryan Garcia to grow as a star and you have true confidence and faith that he can go in there and knock out Teofimo Lopez, let him go to ESPN with no stipulations for the zone. Let him go in there and prove that he can do that. And if he does do that, he takes all of that clout, all of that accomplishment in a bigger name back to the zone where guys are going to be begging to fight him. That's what you have to do. But at the same time for Ryan Garcia, he has an opportunity and had an opportunity for a long time to fight Devin Haney, and he passed on that opportunity. So you can't cry about guys not wanting to cross over to fight you when you had Devin Haney there begging to fight you and you were simply not interested in that fight. See, we have to keep the same energy with every single fighter. I don't play favorites. I'm not a fanboy. I'm a fanboy of greatness. I'm a fanboy of being honest. And what we need is honesty and integrity in the sport. I want to see all of these young guys mix it up. And sometimes you have to have a promotional company that's willing to be flexible, that's willing to go outside of themselves. That's what we need. We don't need the same thing day in and day out with these guys. We, we need to see somebody take a chance. I mean, you see from the PBC side, these guys aren't really moving to no other platforms to fight. The only one in recent memory that I can call is, is the Wilder Fury. And it's because Wilder, really, if we're going to be honest, ducked the Anthony Joshua fight. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to pull any punches. That, that was a complete duck. That's all it was. It was a complete duck. No one gave a damn about it. It was a duck. He ran away from Anthony Joshua, and he had a chance to be a unified champion. He had a chance to be undisputed. He had a chance to put his name in the history book. But instead, he ducked Anthony Joshua, fought Tyson Fury, and got knocked out twice. And in my opinion, he got outboxed the first time. So if we've got to be honest and unbiased, these guys pass up on opportunities where they could have been great because they don't want to take a chance, because they don't want to take a risk. And in boxing, sometimes you have to take a risk. Sometimes you have to take a chance. That's why I applaud fighters like Canelo Alvarez fighting Dimitri Bavon. He has the bolas to take a risk. I applaud Anthony Joshua willing to take on any and all comers, no matter how dangerous. He has the bolas to take these risks. So I respect that. Bam Rodriguez, Virgil Ortiz, these guys, even Errol Spence Jr., Terrence Bud Crawford, I respect these guys because they're willing to put it all on the line against the best fighters in and around their divisions. I show so much respect to these type of fighters because they prove it time and time again. And that's all we want to see. Even Jermell Charlo willing to fight everybody in his division. Say what you want about Jermell Charlo's boxing ability. The guy's an undisputed champion. He showed that he's willing to fight everybody. My kudos to him. Because men lie, women lie, but the facts don't lie.